Welcome to Admin Unboxed. We are a show that encourages you to think beyond the boundaries of traditional stereotypes surrounding the administrative profession. Did you know that there's 160 different job titles in our profession? Holy moly guacamole. That is a lot of job titles. So our show is about having guests on where we'll unpack the prickly stuff, share industry updates, we'll document, we'll review, we'll show off the admin profession's incredible diversity, talent and opportunities. It's a show full of honest, open conversations. Lots of cheerleading, lots of joy. Thanks for joining us and let's get tucked into the show. Hey, Kay. Hi, Mel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. A bit cold here in Sydney. Even in the office, it's a bit cold today. So. The suit is on. Um, it's board meeting day, so dress appropriately for the board today. So very good. Well, I've got um, suit because we're talking workplace etiquette and professionalism. So I'm channeling corporate Barbie right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought oh, I'll put the put the pink jacket on. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about this topic. But before we get into the topic, we've had some awesome feedback. Um, from viewers and listeners and just sort of mentioning that, you know, because you, EK, and I have been in the industry for a very long time, um, I can't remember how, how long have you been in admin, EK? Oh. In well, you don't have to say. Good, well, I think you're longer than me and I'm 16 years. Yeah, probably about 30. Nice. So, you know, the... the experience is amazing so people are wanting to hear about our days and our general work um griefs and um you know but the good stuff as well and you know um that kind of stuff so thought we'd sort of start the conversation around our i mean we normally talk about our week in general um but just you know because you, you've come okay you you've started a new role which then went into another new role and I was reflecting on it today, thinking those sorts of roles was, were all because you've had that experience and known people through the industry and then got that role. Yeah, because um, the role I'm doing now wasn't the original role I was coming to do. So we had a bit of change before I started. Um, but it's week nine, I think it is. And um, I think as we've talked a bit earlier before, it's a much bigger company. We've got 55,000 people. Wow. And we have, and my mother keeps telling me, I say I'm too much on the podcast too, so I'll try not to. We have, um, can, you, can you ask her to let me know if I do? Yeah, I know. We have five businesses within our entire business. So that's five separate businesses and all doing different things. So I've been on our leadership conference already. I've had an ELT off-site um, and a couple of our monthly leadership meetings as well. So I'm really learning a lot about those businesses and how diverse they are. Like, it's amazing the breadth of things that we do. So it's understanding all the structures in the different companies and things like that as well. So for me, that's a good, you know, big learning because I, I think that EHC roles have got a lot of core fundamental sameness, especially in ASX-listed companies. Um, in you know, board meetings and board papers are always the bane of your existence as EA to CEO <laughs> because you're making sure that the CEO is turning over the board papers that they come to them in a timely matter. Are they good quality? 
and then you get the feedback from the board, we didn't get them on time, we didn't get too long, they're too short, they're not this, they didn't cover that, we need a pre-meet. Now, that doesn't change between companies. So that's quite interesting how that's quite a constant thing. But, you know, you get thrown into different things. So today I found out I'm going to MC our whole social event in two days' time. <laughs> not my, oh, see, ergonomic light, environmental friendly lights. <laughs> um, but that's not my comfort zone. I'm going to be up at a microphone and um, we've got team, you know, like activities like physical activities and things like that. So I find I often get thrown into um, bits and pieces along the way because that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but then I'm writing, you know, a big document the next day. So it's a really varied role. Um, and it, it, look, it's interesting. It's, um, you know, in a portfolio infrastructure company, you do safety is number one. And, you know, at times stuff happens to staff members and that's hard for a company to do. Um, so it, it, it's... it's like one day I'm doing one thing, really complicated, and the next day I'm coming up with something a menu for a dinner. Like, <laughs> you know, all very different. So, um, but you know, those learnings that you come come through from all those years can get you through things quicker and you can adapt quicker. So, obviously, here um, a lot of the systems are similar, so I can just pick up and run with a lot of that. All the processes, yeah. so systems a bit different, um, and even things like straight away I said to my boss let's put this in one note and get you doing that because while you're on the plane, this is much easier and you can do that. Okay. And then so it's that really learning to get our rhythm going and with anyone, every EA will tell you, it's probably 12 to 18 months you have that real um, relationship where you can almost start reading each other's minds. Yeah. Definitely. So that takes time to build and, you know, you think you're going well and then you take a sidestep and go, damn, I didn't do that right because you're learning how the other person is. When you just think you've worked them out, they say something and throw you, you know, curveball. So it's in that phase of learning. But we've really got a rhythm going quite well. Yeah. Um, and what's been, I don't think there's been any big hurdles, but a good learning for me is we've got quite a good work-life balance here in the sense of I do not come in on a Monday to 300 emails like I have in other boxes. Oh, where everyone has not. been daily all weekend, non-stop, and you spend your whole Monday just catching up on emails. Yeah. So unless it's urgent, everyone is pretty good at keeping off their emails. So that's been really refreshing. There's such a big company that's really refreshing. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And they say variety is the spice of life. So, yeah. wow. And I think that's that's why a lot of us are in admin anyway because we we have so many varied tasks that, you know, it doesn't, it's never boring. No. <laughs> ever, ever. I always call myself Jill of all trades, master of none. I'm not a jack of a Jill. But that, that's exactly, you know, a bit of this, bit of that. But, um, yeah. you know, I think that's, yeah, I'd get bored if I didn't have to do the same thing all day, yeah. every day. I agree. I think it's the people connection is the big part in our roles. And I think yeah. we'll probably touch on that a lot today. But that, honestly, if you're, it could be, a, it's a difference between a good and a bad hire, I think, if you haven't picked the right, you know, skills for the match with your executives mm. You need to be the right balance for each other. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a bit. and I'm going to do a bit of shout out to my mum because she's just had a triple heart bypass and she's oh, come wow. through the champion. So, I've been going up and down the coast to see her. Um, and, you know, she's recovering really well and wanting to not sit in bed anymore. So, yeah. My organisation skills came right into the forefront. <laughs> 
getting stuff done. So, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it all went really well. But, yeah, you just touched on the people piece and that's been my, my last couple of weeks. Um, I work for an Indigenous business, so, you know, it's been... It's been hard um, and the last couple of days have been really tough and um, I'm just going to quickly say that, you know, it is a week of silence and I know that that's for everybody to regroup and to grieve and they'll come back bigger and stronger um, in the future and hopefully we can get the ball rolling on what really needs to be done. Um so that's all I'm going to say on that. But I also want to say that, you know, I I was, I've been quite upset last couple of weeks, but I found and I've realised over the last couple of days being creative is um, my outlet when I need to block out the world and I'm angry with things and I'm upset with things. So last few days I've actually been doing some creative stuff um, jumping on my personal laptop and doing some graphics, some designing some posters for my mother-in-law for her new house, some um, new artwork. And um, and also in a few, or in November, we're organising an Adelaide EA event. So I get to create the, um, the actual invitation for that. So that has been my sort of outlet the last couple of days while sort of everyone's laid low and um, yeah so I think that's very at the same time but at the same time I can always do with a new pair of earrings with jewelry design. <laughs> um, yes. you know. I do have a jewelry background background <laughs> lots of stuff but no that in all seriousness though it's really great that you've got that outlet because you know you, you do need something to really help you in tough times and I know it's been hard and raw for you um and I think not only, I think as a nation, we've probably got a lot to learn from this and also our politicians have got, oh, the light's gone again, there we go. Um, our politicians have probably got a bit to learn from this as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'd like to thank all the, you know, the rocks around me that have supported me. And, you know, if I feel this way, you can only imagine how my Indigenous friends and colleagues are feeling. So, you know, but we'll get there. Um, but anyway, let's move on to our topic today, workplace etiquette and professionalism. Um, and i just going to, before we introduce our two guests, do you have anything to say before we get into it, EK, or should we just get into the discussion? Because we're oh. going to have sort of a roundtable rather there's, than interview our guests. Yes, look, there's lots to talk about, but um, I don't, I think that etiquette, and professionals should never change. Doesn't matter mm. what generation you're in or where you're from, um, or what industry you're in either. Exactly. Um, and there's just really a lot of good common common courtesy, but also just good skills that you should be doing to be a professional. So I think we've got two fantastic creators. Um, so I'm going to add on Olivia and Charlene. So Olivia Goldstrong is an EA to the Digital and Ventures Lead at Medibank. And Charlene Tassoni is a senior EA to the CEO of Future Park. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Sorry, let me get my topics up. Um, so I think we're going to cover a, a couple of topics. We're going to cover. We really wanted to cover email, emails and correspondence. Um, there's sort of a social media piece in there. You know, your LinkedIn, that kind of stuff. Conduct and dress for your day. 
So I'm thinking maybe we start with the sort of the social media um, LinkedIn bit because I know, Olivia, we were just talking before you all came on about LinkedIn and um, and I'm keen to hear, I think the social media piece um, also goes into that email correspondence bit as well a little bit, especially if you're posting on LinkedIn. I'm assuming, well, I, I sort of try to be, how I would write an email is how I would post on LinkedIn. Yeah, see, I'm a little bit different and how I would write an email is not how I would write on my LinkedIn because for me I want my personal uh, brand, my personality to sort of shine through my own posts, whereas if I was sending an email update on the topic at hand, it would be probably constructed a, a bit differently. <laughs> um, for me personally, I have utilised LinkedIn uh, so, EK, you were saying before in regards to your journey of being an EA and with a lot of us EAs, we're also doing project work as well and we're not just doing the old school kind of secretarial um, meetings and agendas and minutes and just scheduling appointments. So, whenever I've worked on a project or whenever I've been involved in something else, even if it's just to organise an off-site, for example, that is a project, uh, I will always do a wrap-up into a LinkedIn post so I can, you know, also showcase not only what my company is doing but also my part in that and that's my own, I guess, self-promotion because no one else is going to, you know, promote you better than you can promote yourself. Um, and it's interesting because I found in the past a lot of my colleagues everyone's on LinkedIn and realistically that's the only place that other people in, especially in a large organisation, are ever going to know the other things that you do other than in the, you know, EA scope. So it's a really good tool to use for building your personal brand and networking as well within your own organisation and externally. Yeah, I agree with that. I um, Yeah, I'm finding that when I, especially with the podcast and um, put, you know, putting things out there to do with the EA world, the admin world. Yeah, my colleagues have no idea. They don't, have no idea what I do. They have no idea, you know, that there's extracurricular activities going on. Um, so, yeah, it's it, LinkedIn is such a good tool in that regard. Yes, definitely. Um, I can put, um, hi, EK and Mel, thank you for coming. It's good to see you every now and then, EK, coming in and out. Um, social media for me is actually, I'm probably more in the old school side of things. Um, you know, been at EA for over 25 years and have left the workforce for around five or six years um, for child caring responsibilities and then have a return. Well, look, she's gone again. Um, <laughs> star of the show, we know. And, yeah, and so returning for me in the last uh, three years now and not having been, you know, even knowing what a podcast was only four years ago um, because I didn't actually take any time to sit at a computer or to, you know, I might just do the old school, read a newspaper every now and then, but didn't really connect with the world. So it was a bit of a change for me coming back in to the workforce and then having this bang of, of social media and um, how to tackle all of that and also to stay on top of it because it moves so quickly. 
um, it takes a lot of time as an EA, I think we're expected to just know. So um, I work for a government organisation. Uh, we are FOIable. We are pretty much drilled to make sure we're very careful on email, social media. Mm. Uh, so I guess really for me, I kind of try and stay away from it probably more than others just purely because that's just our workplace is um, instilled in me to, to be really careful because that can come back and um, be a story or, um, and, you know, when you work at the top with CEOs and chairmen and everything else, um, you're in the line uh, with social media as well. So that's probably just my view in terms of where I'm at today with social media and workplace etiquette. Yeah, that's a good place to be sometimes, though. If you're you <laughs> at the floor, then don't, don't go there yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, being, on, being on that cautious side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and when you see, you know, things like set estimates is what my executive has to go through mm -hmm. three times a year. You know, you see the line of questioning. I know there's been a lot of um, discussion and talk around Qantas lately. And that's just a perfect example of, I think, some people getting a different message to what is actually happening. And it's about understanding what the government is doing in terms of those sorts of processes. So it, it can be a really um, complicated uh, area in our roles. And so I just really just wanted to, to put that out there today and see how you guys feel about it and, and whether that affects anything, what you do or reputation or anything like that. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think similar to um, being a government person with you at ASX listed, there's a different set of rules for you as well. So, again, you're always constant. I constantly think if I post this, will this impact my business as well? Mm. Because that's, especially on LinkedIn, because that's who you're representing at the same time. So, um I'm probably a bit more cautious too, but I also get in my own head of trying to work out what to write as well. Um, and I think I sound silly, so then I don't post it. And then, yeah, so it's a, a really, again, I think that comes with age where we're probably not as good at promoting us. Promoting's not the right word, but showing, you know, our capabilities and things like that. So I think it's something we can learn from our younger generations to help us get the age as well. It's a great medium. I think you've just got to use it proportion. Yeah. The good thing about LinkedIn is when you are going for those job opportunities, recruiters these days will check your LinkedIn mm. and you can have a lot more on there and show your personality than you can do in a two-page CV. So, and there are sections in there as well where you can ask your own colleagues or other people for, say, recommendations, whereas when you go for a job, you'll give maybe two references and that's it. So, and obviously you, you're not, posting about what it, whatever it is on a, on a CV either. So there's a lot of advantages to using social media. Um, and realistically, if you are posting about yourself and I think what you are doing and your own personal brand, I mean, I've worked at companies that have, um, you know, experienced cyber, you know, in the last year and um, the entire company was told not to post on social media for a while for those reasons. So, you know, you do have your guidelines, but I think if you embrace that platform and that technology, it can really lead to some really great things. And for me personally, uh, just from having a really present LinkedIn profile, I was 
um, approached for a few different roles this year and I was at my previous company for 10 years and um, I literally hit the 10-year mark and started getting, uh, you know, recruiters contacting me and I just kept saying I'm not interested, not interested. Had some, you know, really good advice from those who were close to me to say, you never know, just pick up, like, answer that phone call, reply to that email and, you know, on LinkedIn and just see what they're after. And then I ended up finding an amazing job that I've now been in for nearly four months. And that is purely because of my LinkedIn. So it wasn't because I, um, you know, submitted a CV. So uh, it can, it can also really help with career growth as well. Yeah. I think if you think of LinkedIn as a work tool and that's what it is and you align it with work, then it, that's your safe space and then your right. social media with your, you know, on the, you know, Instagrams and your Facebooks and that kind of thing. If that, Absolutely. keep that as personal and then, yeah, and you don't, I mean, we're, we're not meant to post on our socials as such about where we work, but LinkedIn where, you know, we're encouraged. We have um, marketing teams that we can reach out to as well, but um, I'm hosting a podcast because, uh, I met Mish on LinkedIn. So, you know, um, I agree. And it's that, like you said, you did say something earlier off um, offline, Olivia, about personal branding. So, and I think, um, and also you said we don't get to spruik. And I know when we're doing our end-of-year performance reviews and that kind of thing, and often EAs say, oh, do I have to write goals? Do I have to do? This is really hard to do. But I've learned over my years, if you don't promote yourself at work, no one will. Even your boss who thinks you're amazing, until you go to them and say, yes, I am, they're not always going to have you in the, you know, in that forefront of their mind to, you know, get that pay rise or actually understand what you're doing. Yeah, and your boss also doesn't know half the things that you probably do. They just see what you do for them, but then you're doing things for other team members or someone else in a different business unit because they've asked for guidance or for help or whatever that situation looks like and they don't know all those, you know, ins and outs and and so forth. So it definitely helps. And it's also hard as an EA with your KPIs to quantify them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like, Okay, 95% accuracy in booking meetings or, you know, um, it can can be quite hard. So, um, you know, LinkedIn in that sense has been, um, for me personally, a really good tool. And at my previous company, they utilised LinkedIn so well that they had what they call talent ambassadors and they handpicked people in the business who wanted to learn more about how to post responsibly on LinkedIn to promote the business. So not only was it helping to promote yourself, but then it was also promoting the company. And in turn, when we go to um, hire new, you know, new employees, people are always going to look at LinkedIn for the company culture and the vibe and what is it like. So it all kind of goes hand in hand as well. So I think um, a few companies are starting to to utilise it in that way too, and I think it's a really great platform to boost your company's profile as well, not just yourself. Yeah. Um, Olivia, Olivia, I've got a funny story about this LinkedIn. I clearly need to come to you for advice on how to um, write and make my LinkedIn look amazing. I would love to help you. <laughs> not like it, but anyway. And I, um, when I joined the Australian Admin um, as a um, 
as one of the judges for the awards night. I put it up like Mish told me and, and put it all up there. And then I had people coming to me at work saying, are you leaving? Are you going oh. to another job? Because obviously I didn't know how to show it in a line that didn't say that I was leaving <laughs> one job and going to another. So I am a complete novice um, and I will gladly take your advice any day if I need something. I, I would love that. And it's funny, funnily enough, I actually spoke at a conference this year on personal branding through LinkedIn. And again, I was found on LinkedIn and um, got asked to speak at this EA conference on that topic, which, uh, yeah, so that's something else that has happened to me this year because of it. We might have to do another podcast just on LinkedIn, I think. So <laughs> it's a whole topic. Yeah, but I might, um, might do a sort of segue. My one question was going to be um, emoji or no emoji, and then I think that kind of links into, you know, email correspondence as well. You know, I know lots of people like to use emojis and I, I know where, you know, that's a really sort of basic question um, and then we'll get into what a, what a good email should really be and your corresponding should be. Um, but do we all use emojis? I do. <laughs> I take too long to find them. <laughs> I know what I want in my head and then by the time I search, the moment's uh, gone. Uh, <laughs> I generally only do it with my own team, mm. not outside that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah. I I think, I think I, sorry? I discovered emojis on Teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're fun because oh. they go all over the screen sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it all depends on who you're, like if, if it's in an email, it all depends on who you're talking with. If you've mm. never spoken to someone in your organisation and you're reaching out for the first time, maybe not. If it's someone in your team that you're quite friendly with and you both use it, um, again, you know, different. I think it all really depends as well. Mm. Um, for me, I mainly just in emails, it's only a smiley face or maybe an unhappy face about something, but that's... Um, you know, or a confused face, but um, yeah, that's as far as it goes. And then using emojis on social media, 100%, I think it adds personality. Um, you will see, I don't use it all the time, but even recently I've seen a lot of people using emojis even in their LinkedIn title, which I thought was quite good. So, and I just recently thought I'm going to do the same. So I've added it to mine only, I think yesterday or the day before. Um, so yeah, but I think emails is is a different ball game. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's common sense as well. I mean, if you could, I know there was an EA who sent a new partner, um, new exec, an email with an emoji in it, and he actually four strips off it and said, are you immature? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, choose your audience, choose your <laughs> audience, have some common sense. And you know what, if you're writing to a client, I definitely would not be putting emojis in. Um, even EA, client EAs. Um, I no. and, it, and if you're writing on, on behalf of your exec, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you guys uh, your view on the response, you know, how people like like team messages and they've got, you know, this love heart and liking and thumbs up. Does anyone have a view or how they feel when certain people respond in certain ways? I mean, I'm, again, I'm all for using them. I do use emojis to do that, but I might 
like I literally did it just before I jumped on this call. So I'm having a chat with another EA uh, because I set something up. I wanted them to trial it. One of them got back to me and said, yes, I've got that, loved harder and said, thank you very much. So I'll always reply, but I won't just thumbs up or love harder and then leave it at that. I'll still write something, but yeah. Yeah. But again, it's the audience. It depends on who. I'm not love harding my boss. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say, just use it because it's their personality. And I I, Mm. I do know, I go, oh, I don't even know you, but that's okay. Yeah. Very loving. I think um, there's this line that we sort of say, um, bring your authentic self to work. And that's the problem. Like, there's this line where um, people, that's someone who's authentic. That's just who they are and that's their personality. So, yeah, it's, it's a hard one. And I yeah. think in... Sorry. Sorry, okay. Okay. So if you've been going back and forth with another EA for quite a, you know, you've been trying to set something, you know, you've gone back and forth ten times. By the end when you've got there, you're like, yeah. Well, you're their best friend by then. Yeah, <laughs> internally. Um, but, you know, by then yeah. you've messaged so many times sometimes. It's a bit of a shortcut too. Mm. I'll do I'll do emojis on um, the internal chat, not really in emails, but internal chat. Because I feel like the the internal chats are, are a bit more aren't so um, um, yeah. I can't think of the word um, formal. formal. It's not yeah. It's not as formal. So yeah, I don't have an issue there. But yeah, emails. Um, and my other my other big thing is grammar and yes. spelling words correctly, like there and there and your and you are, like just yep. that's and and the annoying thing is getting someone's name right. Oh yeah, my god! Yes, type <laughs> your name and see if anyone can get your name right. Yeah, and read and yeah and read, but all the, that's all. I think that's attention to detail piece, and I would like to think that being in being admin that you that attention to detail that you are checking when they email you what their signature is and I just go by whatever they've you know signed off with and I never shorten names unless I actually unless I actually know the person and even if they sign off with a shorter name often I will still email them back with their full name just out being polite, I think. <laughs> and I'm mortified. If I get someone's name wrong, I'm mortified. Yeah, yeah same. I usually reply with an apology. But yeah, um, yeah. definitely. I mean, I've been called Kate Hyphen Kate, I don't know how many times. I mean, really? Or Mary Kate after the Olsen twins, too. Oh, no. um, oh in an email? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, but. It, it, it's also too in the etiquette of your written word is thinking about your audience. And I've always said to my teams over the years, think about the other person on the other end and how they would interpret what you have written. So whilst you may be frustrated and just want to get this sorted, you need to also be considerate of them because your communication is going to be better. And I agree with that, EK. I think... Um Sometimes we get so busy, we just think, you know, one word replies or just, you know, three words back to get something completed and done or an answer can actually, you're not thinking about what that person is actually thinking. Oh, they, they 
not happy with me or if I've done something wrong. They, you know, so you've got to be really mindful of what that person is, is thinking when they when they get your response. And, you know, I learned that very early in my days here to be honest, because everything was Teams or email and you're just trying to cover all bases with with you know, you didn't have one source of place well, what I remember as work, as it just was email and that was it. Now you've got so many different places, LinkedIn, Teams, everything else. So um and you know trying to get everything done and flicking stuff back like I was given the feedback to say oh people they would just take it in a way that wasn't meant so I think that's something to be very mindful of take the time to respond I know it takes another 30 seconds or a minute but it'll actually save the time where um, yeah people are just gonna miscommunicate what you've actually done so that's probably a very important thing when you build that yeah, definitely. Um, EK, were you talking then? Because it looked like you were talking, but oh, I didn't know if your mic had gone off with the lights. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's savvy. <laughs> um, yeah, emails are a hard one because it's you don't have any infliction in your voice and you don't have any emotion coming across your face. So um, it's, yeah, I personally I like to be... To the point, I'm, I like, you know, I like to say hello. I like to, you know, sign off. But I like the niceties, but I don't like three paragraphs graphs just to ask me for one meeting. Like I just find that sometimes people overwrite things and it's just extra things to read. Um, so there's a fine line with it coming across as, really abrupt and I try not to be too abrupt but then I don't want to spend and I, and I like to reread my email as well so if I'm rereading it and I've got to rewrite bits of it I, it's, you know it's just extra time it's taking up to just ask for a meeting so um I think yeah. it's sometimes where you sit as well. So if it's coming from an EA to a CEO, it can actually be perceived differently to maybe an EA to a sector head. Mm -hmm. So you could write exactly the same thing. So that was just a very big lesson that I learned very early on and, and just thought, oh, I'm just going to take a little bit more time or pick up the phone. So now I actually pick up the phone a lot more because I just find it's easier um, than writing three paragraphs to someone yeah. knowing that they may or may not. Um, take it out of context. So, so Which is interesting because I prefer written so it's in writing <laughs> often. Like, yeah, but like that's, more, that's more when I need a specific answer and there might be that back and forth and then, you know, like someone might get the date wrong and then at least it's, in, it's written down and I don't second guess what I've heard as well. So that's where I sit with calling versus an email. But, again, read your audience, think about the situation, what's the best course of action, I suppose. And I think especially if I'm writing to the ELT, I often do headings and dot points. Use each one call. Yeah. And I go bang, 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 very courteous and polite, but I put headings in so they can go back really quickly. I put... Due dates involved, I, you know, I, this is what I require. And sometimes I'm really sneaky and I even put a reminder within my email that they 
pops up on them if they haven't responded to me. <laughs> so, um, but again, it's that whole audience thing. But I, you know, it's, it's thinking about how poor time poor they are as well, and that we can get information to them quickly, short and sharp. And that's probably comes from my legal training as well. And you just mentioned, mentioned subject. Sometimes I change the subject because as the email progresses and you get this long email trail, the kind of the topic or the date changes. And I hate it when the date has changed in the body of the email, but someone still have has the the original date they wanted in the subject. That because that freaks me out sometimes. They, like I'll get the email back and go, "Have I read this wrong?" Um, so I like to update the subject when I'm and if there's something specific I'm asking for so if I'm forwarding an email sometimes the, the subject heading won't make sense so I like to just update that so that that next person so you would be the sort of person you would be the sort of person Mel that wouldn't like someone adding another subject onto an existing conversation by the sounds of it <laughs> <laughs> it's just the email trail when you get you know 10 emails in the in the email and you you've got to go back and go back and go back and go back and and I think it's more when you you know you are you're forwarding it on to your exec and yeah you want it you want that answer for, from them and you know yeah they they don't have time to be reading through 10 emails so um yeah, can I just say work very relevant to this topic but I think it's incredibly um, polite to just respond to someone whether you've got an answer or not mm. because I think you just leave people hanging for days because you haven't got a response or for whatever reason. That actually will help with the perception on the other end. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really important too. Just to, even a couple of words, you know, I'll get back to you or um, something. That's Yeah, that's a really good point, really, really good point. I think you were talking about email chains and that's where it can actually be quite risky as well. Why do people call it the whole email change? Sometimes there's this comment about someone down the bottom that can be seen by other people or a situation yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And they don't need to read all of that. And no, you know, exactly. really be smart about it and cut it off and just have it from the parts that they need. But I often just would summarize it so people don't have to read the 10 emails and regroup it and send it to that group because, again, everyone's time for, yes, it's a bit more work for me, but I would find I'd get better impact answers pick up by doing that than yeah. just people read. And, again, it's in them because sometimes that could be a really big mistake you make. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a good reminder because you don't know, like, whoever you are sending your email to, you don't know if they will forward it to anyone in at all so if you don't want anything to get out there so to speak then just don't put it in writing in the first place yeah that's right and you shouldn't be forwarding other people's emails without their permission sometimes too so that's the other yeah thing. just thinking about that and don't always reply one reply all um, yeah if you don't need to reply all don't, you know that i don't know if you guys have seen on social media the dude with the sign but I really want to do a sign that says, don't reply all. What's his sign hey, So he's called Do With The Sign and he just just Google him and he's he pops up all these different places with a sign of whatever's happening at the time and what his grievance is. Um, <laughs> it's quite funny. It is really funny. Um, but, I, yeah, I just want to be the girl with the sign that says, don't reply all. We actually had a 
graduate at the time in the company who accidentally replied all. And for, I don't even know how long she ended up at the company for five, seven years or something. And her nickname from then on was reply all. It never went away. (laughs) (laughs) And that came from the manager of the department, mind you. That was his nickname for her. Like it just, yeah. (laughs) Can we we talk about meeting etiquette? Because I think that is a really hot topic, especially work from home in the office, um, yeah, do you, how do you want to kick off on that? Uh, meeting etiquette, I think um, we've got a saying in our office and I'm not going to say what the exact saying is, but we run on our time, which is really embarrassing because we should be getting to, you should be getting to a meeting five minutes beforehand or on the dot. You shouldn't be getting to a meeting five, ten minutes. And I know, you know, as, as EAs we should be, allowing for our um, bosses to have that downtime between meetings and I know it's hard and it doesn't always happen but I think if you try to be there on time it just shows respect to the other people in the meeting so that's that's how I'm kicking off this uh, discussion around meetings (laughs) yeah I agree and I I think um, especially work from home which is our new way of working and I, I know that everybody has flexible working options in their companies now but it's really important to still show up at home as much as you would show up in the office I mm. feel um, you know turn your camera on be present in the meeting put your phone away you know and and I'm not at all saying that you know life can't be around you I still support the kids and everything that people have or their pets or whatnot but um it really, yeah, is something that I think we're still trying to find that balance because and I don't know what your views are from no, everybody. I completely agree. And I agree. With, and, and on top of that, just, you know, be present, but be dressed how you would if you were going into the office as yeah. well, especially if you like client calls or with execs or whatever. I think that's, that's for me, I try to be, have a shirt, collar, like a, a top of the collar on or just, I've got, just so you know, I've got yoga pants on right now. How so right. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I want to, I still, you're not going to see that. So, you know, it's like the anchor, anchor person on the, the news. Like it doesn't matter. But, yeah, I think being presentable on a call because you'd be presentable if you went into the office. And yeah, Charlene, that's perfect. That's an awesome um, observation. You know, just be be like you would be as if you were going into the office. Exactly. So definitely. And we have that. a we have a saying dress for your day, and that mm-hmm. basically means for us on level fourteen, we have clients only or stakeholders only meetings, externals, and you are to expect it to be professional and, and suited up. Um, and then our 15 and 16 are dress for your day. So if you've got no meetings, then mm-hmm. you know, just come in. That's proper dress, pretty much. We're not telling people what to wear. We're not telling people not what to wear, but we're hoping that people will make the right decisions. And look, generally, mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty good. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of, you know, it took, it took a little while for people to get in their head. We had a lots of questions. Am I allowed to wear this? Am I allowed to wear that? <laughs> Just, I don't know whether COVID just created this where people couldn't make their own 
decision on on those sorts of things or um but we seem to have got it now so so we're much much better in here yeah, we I have the same same policy yeah. just for the day. And yeah, whenever I'm in the office, if I I always if I for some reason was wearing flats in the um, on our people floor, and for some reason I didn't have any clients coming in on the client floor, I still would have a pair of heels in my locker just in case I had to go down to the client floor, just so I just looked a bit more corporate than what I was looking like on the people floor. But I, I tend to, you know, I will wear jeans into the office, but I same thing, dress for my day, depending on who I'm going to be running into, what I'm going to be doing. Um, I've got a, an external EA lunch on Friday. So, you know, I'll dress up for that. And I think it's, um, I was thinking about this before, like if you went to your friend's birthday, you dress up because you, you've got respect for your friend and you want to make an effort. So, you know, make if if you're looking presentable you look serious that you you're serious about your role so i i don't see any reason to come into the office with i don't know i want to say ripped jeans but i think they're fashionable so <laughs> not that i have any but you know i think yeah i think people have gone the extreme but i think it's coming back again so yeah i think, um, yeah, I think it depends on the workplace culture though as well um mm. You know, for me, my workplace is smart casual. So um, a lot of people, like my manager comes in jeans and a T-shirt and he's an ALT member, right? And that's because that's his personality and that's and that's what that's how he wants to dress and doesn't mean he doesn't work any less. And the same, you know, for myself as well, um, it really just depends. So, you know, again, if we're seeing clients, then great. And if not, um then yeah, I, I, I love that saying, dress for your day. I think that's a really mm. I think that's a really good one. But I also think it depends on the the culture and what you do have on. Uh, I know for um, my current workplace and even my previous one and a lot of teams calls when people are working from home, um, they would wear t-shirts or you know if they're in Melbourne and it's cold, they'll be wearing a jumper or whatever and not necessarily wearing that in the office but they still you still look presentable it's not like you're coming with unbrushed hair or, or whatever mm. that looks like but I think as long as you look presentable I think what you're wearing can really vary depending on the type of workplace that you are in as well because not and especially since you know COVID and lockdowns a lot of companies that were really dressy have from what I've experienced and my friends have experienced, I've become more of that smart, casual. And for me, I'm loving it because now I can actually wear sort of items like maybe a, a, a linen a collared shirt. I would never wear that to the office, but now I do and I compare mm. that with a pair of jeans. So I can also kind of experiment with my wardrobe a little bit more and get more usage out of those types of items of clothing. Actually, that's a good point because since we went to Dress for Your Day, my my wardrobe is no longer workwear, going out wear. It's sort of all started to, you know, I will wear things that I wear to the office, I'll wear out. Mm. Things that I wear at home, I'll wear into the office. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how the um, wardrobe has changed over the last know, four or how's, five years. How's been, how's been from black to colours? <laughs> 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 I was just black, but as... 
dress for your day, we're getting some colour. Now you are touching on um, routine, being on time and things like that. I mean, one of the things I do, and I don't know if everybody else does, but if my CEO is running late, I can, if it's internal, I'll jump on the team's meeting and just say, hi, it's me, he's running a bit late, really sorry he won't be long, especially if, if it's all Sydney-based people, I'll run down to the meeting room and let you know. I don't know if anyone else does that. Is that just me being me? I don't no, know. I do it too. I used to, more, but not, not with the guys I've got now. Sorry, Charlene. More messaging with the teams, because if you've got a teams call, you can message in, so if I'll, I'll more just message in and say, however minutes will be late. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm the same. My boss normally says I'm running late, let them know, and then just mm-hmm. jump on her depending on how I know I'm going to get them the quickest, depending on that individual person if, or if it's a group setting, then, yeah, pop it in teams. If it's if it's an individual, I might just even send them a, a phone text because I know they'll see that quicker. I just vary it to the individual. And what about teams? Communication. Communication is just key. If you keep communicating and consistently communicate, it makes our job so much easier. The moment you don't tell someone something because you don't think, oh, it doesn't matter, it's only five minutes, then they start to think, oh, he doesn't care, he's not turning up on time. Like this is what can create without communicating. So if I can stress on the call today, just just consistently communicate with your organisation. Right. What about um, just leading into that? You know, I, I've had in the past where, Someone turns up with a 20-page document and gives it to the CEO and says, can you make a decision on this right now? We're we're very strict. So if someone hasn't given us a document for a meeting at least a day before, we will actually email those people and say, letting you know if there's any information being provided, he would have not have read or researched and you need to take them through it. So that's how we actually go about if someone brings something to the meeting, it's not, he doesn't want to read it. He just wants you to take them through it and very high level because they don't have time to, to read every single thing. So unless it's in advance, that's our rule of thumb. Do you find that then if they do that, or that's then, you know, the, I found sometimes it would mean I would have to get another meeting because they wouldn't get through it because you'd have 10 questions before actually getting to the meat of it because he, hasn't, he or she hasn't had time to read it. So it's sometimes coming out. Now we need another meeting in a diary that's already full. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think because it would be, my exec would be, so whoever's meeting him would have to take him through whatever they're talking about and that usually that would prompt all the questions there and then. So I would think that he'd be walking out satisfied or asking them to do something extra or whatever the action items are. Um but, yeah, not, not necessarily having any segment. We don't have any room in the diary anyway. So um, I think it's we're a bit strict in our office. Um, so but getting on the front foot as well, telling people if you've got stuff, give it to us early um, and just trying to train them okay, as much as you can. Um, so now that we're talking about time, um, I think I'm going to have to wrap this up. It's been such a great conversation and we could just keep talking all day about a lot of this. I think LinkedIn should be another um, topic at another date. Um, And I love the communication piece, Charlene. I think um, if you're, I think common sense and communication, if you 
you keep both of those in the mind when you're doing anything around the office um, and, you know, keep your, your work sort of separate to your socials. And, uh, yeah, I think there was a whole heap of other stuff that we could go through, but we've run out of time. So I just want to thank um, you, Charlene and Olivia, for coming on and your insights um, today. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much. And thanks, and thanks, Melanie, Kay, for all that you do as well because I know you come and do this week in, week out and you really shine the light on, on the EAs and, and our roles and, yeah, so from my perspective, I, I really love watching you guys and thank you for uh, having me on the show today. Yes, thanks. same. And it's also good to see the, you know, various different types of EAs that we have out there or just administrative professionals in general. So it's always, I always love to hear how people sort of operate and the different type, types of environments they're in as well. So it's been great. So thanks for having me on. No worries, guys. I'm going to just pop you off the screen and I'm just going to do a quick wrap up because we've got a, we've got a whole heap of stuff happening in November that I've got to quickly run through. Um, so we've got Lucy, Lucy Brazier's book launch. Uh, around the around the country, um, the modern day assistant. So um, I think we'll have a link for that um, if people um, can buy tickets to that. That I'm heading off to one of the launches. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then and then we got the admin awards, the Australian admin awards on the eighth of November in Sydney. Um, I have my flights booked. I have my dress picked out. And I have my ticket and we will be coming live um, with Admin Unboxed from the awards. And I think we're going to be coming live from, um, uh, I'm going to get it wrong, Executive Support Live Conference as well, which is the same week as the Admin Awards, which is awesome. And just to wrap up, Got Your Back Sister was on Sunday. It was. And you, you were involved, EK? I did. I couldn't, as I was saying, because my mum was recovering, I couldn't do it in Sydney, but we had um, in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. I think that's right. Everyone. Yeah. And, um, and then, look, there were quite a few of the teams, you know, our great EAs out there that couldn't do it, and they did the walk like I did wherever they were as well. But um, a lot of great camaraderie. It's great to see such a strong EA community and we raised some money for a really great cause. So it's um, it was really great to be supporting. Awesome. Yeah, it looked, it looked wonderful. Um, and that was for um, against domestic violence, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. domestic violence. Yeah. So anyone to donate and keep donating, we'll put a link up so you can keep donating more. Okay. Great. Lots of women and children often are in situations that they need to be able yeah. to get out. Well, well done. Um, and, yeah, I'll see you in a couple of weeks at the awards. Looking forward to it. See you then. See ya. Wow, what a great show today. Thank you to our guests for joining us. And to stay connected with us, please head across to Instagram, follow us at admin unboxed. And if you have any comments or questions, please DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to join the show, please also let us know because we want to hear your story and your journey and also the expertise that you have in your administrative job here in Australia. Until next time, be amazing, be beautiful and see you guys soon.